Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, it's time for news headlines for news junkies. This is Marcy Ann, and I wanted to take a look at what Caitlyn Jenner's doing now. Because since Bruce Jenner transitioned to Caitlyn Marie Jenner, a lot has happened in his and her life. And the most recent thing has been taking a pee at one of Donald Trump's hotels in the ladies' room. First of all, um, I don't think a lady would say um, she's going to go take a pee. <laughs> and secondly, um, I believe that the dual soul that is known as Bruce and Caitlyn Jenner has a lot bigger things to do than peeing in a public restroom with ladies on the door. So uh, let's take a look here. Actually, today, Adam Howard at MSNBC said, Caitlyn Jenner is an individual who offers a unique set of contexts and personal narratives that I don't think many other messengers can offer. I agree with that 100%. And New York Times columnist Nick Kristoff also recognizes that Caitlyn Jenner could be a strong voice at this time in our country's history, and that she needs to consider using her platform and her privilege with intentionally dedicated purpose. So I want to, I'm going to play a show I did um, earlier, um, and, and then at the end of that, I will have some things to say. up everybody time for news headlines for news junkies this is Marcy Ann <clears throat> the news headline for all of you news junkies out there today is Caitlyn Jenner says she is a traditionalist that she is a Republican because she believes in old-fashioned values like individual responsibility and freedom and justice for all Well, now, let me start my show today by first saying I'm in love with Caitlyn Jenner, and I am currently making application to be her personal assistant and ghostwriter. I have been a personal assistant ghostwriter for two other international personalities, and I believe that I am now the perfect person to assist her to take her place in the annals of history. I believe she is a key figure in the tremendous, transformational revolution 
that we are going through right now in our country. You know, our national anthem says, Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? You know, we are currently in another perilous fight, and the bombs are bursting in air. And I do believe we'll get through this. And our glorious flag, that star-spangled banner, will continue to wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. Right now, Caitlyn Jenner has been identified on the side of the brave. Her very own peers gave her an award for being courageous. And deep down in her heart is the resolve to see this thing through. (sighs) Even knowing what the end result is going to be, maybe not even knowing what it will mean, even for her. But what has she taught us so far? Because, you know, I think a lot of people are wondering, what in the world about this? I mean, what do you mean she says she's a woman? She has a penis. And two testicles. Another man recently who transitioned years and years and years ago counseled Caitlin to not be too quick to give up her three-piece suit. Uh, He called his three-piece suit the penis and two testicles. And another man who transitioned several years ago also said he was not prepared at all for the loss of his male privilege. However, since Caitlin has already uh, been a celebrity to start with by being the greatest male athlete in the history of the U.S., she has retained her male privilege of the past, along with her three-piece suit, (laughs) and now she's an absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous woman. I mean, she takes your breath away. Everywhere she goes, you just can't take your eyes off of her. And I believe she has a bigger role to play besides her current interest in the transgender community. And I'll get to that in a moment. But for the present, she's opening up a dialogue to discuss and educate everyone about what it means to be transgender. And this is such a complicated thing to me. I asked another Blog Talk radio host, Nicholas Snow, who has a program that discusses gay, lesbian, bisexual concepts. It's called Snow Biz Now. Uh, He's male. He's he's gay. He's six foot tall. He'll open his show by saying, here comes six feet of snow. (laughs) But I asked him what he thought about transgender people, and he said, Marcy, for me, sexual orientation, 
gender identity and the actual physical body are all separate issues. And he he says he's known he was a gay man since he was a child, and he believes that his issue is a sexual orientation issue, not a gender identity issue. Now, the gender identity transgender has been recategorized. I mean, this group is already divided. (laughs) There's trans without the asterisk and trans with the asterisk. And where the trans without the asterisk has been used, it describes trans men and trans women, while trans with the asterisk covers all non-gender identities, gender queer identities, including transgender, but also transsexual, transvestite, gender queer, gender fluid, non-binary, genderless, agender, non-gender, third gender, Big gender, by gender, and two spirit. So actually, the LBGT initials are not agreeable to everyone because some agree, some argue that transgender and transsexual causes are not the same as that of a lesbian, gay, or bisexual person. And this argument centers on the idea that transgender and transsexuality have to do only with gender identity or a person's understanding of being or not being a man or a woman, irrespective of their sexual orientation. And LGB issues can be seen as a matter of sexual orientation. And these distinctions have been made in the context of political action because the LGB community fights for things such as same-sex marriage and human rights, but transgender people really are not politically active. I looked up bi-gender. I wondered what that was. Bi-gender or dual gender is a gender, gender identity where the person moves between feminine and masculine gender identities and behaviors possibly depending on where they are and what they're doing. Some bi-gender individuals express express two distinct female and male personas, feminine and masculine, respectively. Others find that they identify as two genders simultaneously. And this group is recognized by the American Psychological Association as a subset of the transgender group. And I currently have a student in my wedding officiant school who lives in Texas and is preparing to marry people in the LBGT community, and she says she is a two-spirit person. Uh, I had never heard of this, but apparently it is an ancient truth. Two-spirit is a modern term used by indigenous North Americans to describe gender-variant individuals in their tribes. 
um, specifically people who are seen as having both male and female spirits within them. And it is a spiritual role that is recognized and confirmed by the two-spirit indigenous community. Now, roles traditionally embodied by two-spirit people include performing work and wearing clothing associated with both men and women. Because not all American Indian tribes have had rigid gender roles. Some that do, though, can consider at least four genders, a masculine man, a feminine man, a masculine woman, and a feminine woman. And presence of male-bodied two spirits was a fundamental institution among most tribal people, um, according to Will Roscoe. Both male and female bodied two spirits have been documented in over 130 North American Indian tribes in every region of our continent. Well, the traditional Christian community is really all up in arms about this with their bombs bursting in the air. <laughs> that Kentucky clerk raising her arms to God and praising God for getting her out of jail. But even within the ramparts of the LGB community, there isn't really total unity. Caitlin was on the Ellen DeGeneres show recently, and Ellen took her to task. She says, you really aren't on board on the same-sex marriage issue, are you? And Caitlin said, oh, no, I'm on board, I'm on board, but I'm just, I'm a traditionalist, so I just understand where people are coming from who oppose same-sex marriage. I remember when Caitlin was first on Diane Sawyer's program, and she casually remarked it, and she casually remarked to Diane Sawyer that she was a Republican. <laughs> And Diane Sawyer was astounded. She says, a Republican? You're a Republican? How can you be a Republican? You support same-sex marriage, you are in favor of abortion, and you don't want war. And I remember, too, how I th how naive I thought she sounded. <laughs> I can't imagine any place in the entire United States where she could go and speak to a Republican group about transgender issues and be well-received at all. So Caitlin is definitely walking the great fault with one foot on one side and the other foot on the other side hoping that she isn't swallowed up in the earth-wracking convulsions of humanity's war. But as we peel off this onion, so far we have three layers, the physical body, a person's sexual orientation, and the soul's gender identity. So let's look at this a little bit more. The physical body is created with either male or female genitalia although there have been lots of variants here. Beings born with both sets of genitalia, beings born with a penis and ovaries and no testicles, 
or born with a vagina and testicles. We don't hear about these deformities, but there are pictures of them in the medical books. Genital defects usually are caused by abnormal levels of sex hormones during the fetal development. Sometimes the genitals are not clearly male or female. It's called ambiguous genitals. So to determine the sex of an infant with ambiguous genitals, a physical examination and blood tests to analyze the chromosomes and check the hormone levels are done. And then gender is assigned. And sometimes hormonal uh, and surgery or both may be needed. So defects of the external genital organs can result from abnormal levels of sex hormones in the fetus before birth. Congenital adrenal hyperplasia and chromosomal abnormalities commonly cause genital defects. And children with ambiguous genitals are called pseudohermaphrodites. Uh, a diagnostic evaluation of a child with ambiguous genitals includes physical examination and blood tests to analyze the chromosomes. You know, XY chromosomal patterns is male, XX chromosomal patterns is female. And hormonal levels from the pituitary or at the androgens, X-rays and ultrasonography of the pelvis can help identify external sex organs. So, most experts believe that a child's sex should be assigned quickly. I mean, this is going to be difficult to do, but uh, scientists at this time say that bonding by the parents to the child may become more difficult and the child could develop a gender identity disorder and the decision to assign gender to a baby with ambiguous genitals depends on several factors um, and what the potential for sexual function is and the potential for reproduction. Uh, they say that sometimes male hormones enter the placenta from the mother's blood. So if the mother was given drugs during her pregnancy for any reason, or like maybe to prevent a miscarriage or other things, these drugs can cause overproduction of hormones in the fetus, too much testosterone or too much estrogen, which then can cause gender identity disorders. Uh, many times environmental and psychological facts, such as parents' perception of gender, can also affect a child's ambiguity genitals. And surgery to correct these can be formed later, especially if the defects is complex. I found another condition called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. <laughs> This is just a whole convoluted, exaggerated condition involving the adrenals. 
something just gets out of whack and causes all kinds of imbalances within the physical systems in the fetus. So that after the baby is born, sometimes very early in life, although sometimes not until later in life, does this cause um, gender identity problems for that child. Well, I could have continued to spend days and days and days looking at various ways the human body begins to develop and try to set in place all these systems of the body and get them all lined up so that they reflect either the fact that it's going to be a male body with a penis and testicles or a female body with a vagina, ovaries, fallopian tubes, and a clitoris. You know what? It's just amazing to me that most of us are created in our mother's womb, and we come out okay. And we know that we are a woman, or we know that we are a man, and all of our systems are operating in unity together to empower us as a total unit. Our outward genitalia are supported by a complete hormonal hormonal system that says male or woman, male or female. But what if the inner hormonal systems, the adrenals and the glands, don't match up with the outward genitalia? Then what? What about that little boy whose mother's teaching him to go to the bathroom standing up and he says, Mommy, I want to sit down. I'm a girl. Well, our Star Spangled Banner's been gallantly streaming over our land now since 1776. But these gender identity issues have only been out in the open and being discussed since the late 1980s. How... Actually, in the late 1980s, we had a tremendous burst of celestial information downloaded onto this planet. And that whole layer of Newton physics was peeled away, and beneath the structures that we thought were set in stone was the quantum field of all possibilities. And we learned that nothing was set in stone. Everything is energy. Everything is in a state of motion. And the only thing we can depend on is change. So as we peel away the layers of the human body past the outward experience, which could be a penis or a vagina, what is revealed? Actually, the issue of of sexual orientation is what is being discussed more now than gender identity. But I'm beginning to believe that as we peel away the layer of sexual orientation and get to the issue of gender identity, much will be revealed that will help all of us understand more about what is going on. Why would one man with a penis be attracted to another man with a penis? What is the attraction? Wouldn't it have to be gender? I have supported same-sex marriage because I have believed that it is gender the female gender attracted to the male gender. But Caitlin has thrown a wrench into this idea for me because she says she is a woman, but it is obvious to me that she is not attracted to men sexually. She was totally disgusted when she and Candace visited that girly bar that had nearly new muscle men, nearly nude 
you know, guys with muscles dancing on the ceiling, dancing on the chairs, dancing in their faces. I mean, she couldn't wait to get out of there. And it seems that sexually she is still attracted to women. She says she hasn't figured this part out yet, but she hasn't given up her penis yet either. She operated as a man for 65 years. That's a long time. That would be a lot of just everyday stuff about being a man that would still be a part of her persona, like riding motorcycles and driving a Lamborghini and playing golf with his buddies and fixing his car and opening the door for a lady and pulling out her chair and putting his arm around her to protect her. And she's finding out that it isn't so easy to reconnect back with all of the men friends that Bruce had. It isn't easy for those guys. A guy acts differently with a woman than he does with his pals. I mean, Bruce's life will pretty much have to be over if he decides to remain as Caitlin. And Caitlin will learn that there is a lot more to being a woman than wearing pretty dresses and looking gorgeous. I believe. So just let me end my show today by saying that the true power of the woman is not her sexuality. When a woman's power is reduced to just her sexuality, then the earth is then destitute of her wisdoms. The earth is destitute of her stability. The earth is destitute of the woman's caring and nurturing, her soothing and her calming. And when a woman's power is reduced to just her sexuality, the earth is destitute of her strength, her tenaciousness, her perseverance. And when a woman's power is reduced to just her sexuality, the earth is destitute of her arms of tenderness, her arms of safety, her steadfast gaze of support and encouragement. And when a woman's power is reduced to her sexuality, the earth is destitute of her unconditional love. And without unconditional love, there is no equanimity. There is no equality. There's no acceptance, no allowance, no forgiveness. And that's where we are today. I'm really sorry that for now Caitlin is going down that path of sexuality. It's probably because she still hasn't figured out who and what she really is yet. I believe she is a dual soul in the amplified understanding that the Native American Indians have always known. And she has so much more to do And her position of fame and privilege is a global platform for bringing back the true power and position of the woman, the deep. That foundation that existed before the beginning and within the deep is the mother and the earth groans and cries for the return of the mother. <laughs>